Justin Madden's got the set. One hand. Oh, to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Yes, welcome everybody around the nation and the VFL and AFL is a wonderful Australian game and thousands of men have played the game at this and the highest level. Some play and move on, others have more of an impact. A select few make a lasting impression that will indelibly be recorded in the history of the game forever. Such is the case with today's guest. He gave me so much enjoyment in my time at 3AW for Geelong, Sydney and Carlton and was one of the genuine superstars. He played 250 games at the highest level. He's a Premiership player and Norm Smith medalist in 1995, won the Brownlow medal in 86 and 94. Named on the interchange bench the AFL team of the century. He was in the centre for Carlton and Sydney Actually, South Melbourne's teams of the century, inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame, Sydney, South Melbourne and Carlton Hall of Fame, go on and on and on. This man is an absolute superstar, and a few of you remember the Big V and what a great thrill it was to a few who had the honour to play for the Big V. This man took nine state caps away with him. Greg Diesel Williams, welcome to This Is Your Football Life. Thanks, Rex. Great that, to be on with you, mate. That is some sort of record, Diesel. Where did it all start? Because I'm sure, I'm sure like you, like a lot of, a lot of other superstars, it didn't start off as rosy as what some people think when you're an absolute champion. Yeah, that's a problem I had, Rex. It was very hard to get started. Um, I was from Bendigo, played with Golden Square and um, did a couple of pre-seasons with Carlton, as you know, and um, as an 18 and 19-year-old and early 80s which they had their mosquito fleet then and the blues were winning flags but um, they weren't interested or probably weren't interested as they should have been in me and um, I went back to Bendigo a couple of years and then I ended up um, having to go to Geelong because the blues wouldn't didn't want me yeah well uh, you know and, and you bet you could handle yourself you're you're a stunty little kid weren't you you sort of had these short legs but you sort of had a heart as big as uh, big as yourself and, uh, you know, in the old days where you could have a blue with a bloke and a beer over a shield and that sort of thing, they now pull a gun and knife you. But it was just part of the system in the 60s and 70s. You had a blue and you moved on next day. That's correct. Um, I remember when I was at school, I went to, I was in year seven at Kangaroo Flat Tech and um, my brother was a year older than me. And he said to me the first day I got there, oh, I'll come down the footy ground, the back of the footy ground, everyone down, go down there for a smoke. I didn't smoke, but... I went down and um, John was fighting the year 12 best fighter in the school. So yep. John's in year eight. We go down the first day I had at the tech school and John was fighting the best fighter in the school. And um, John's punched the best fighter in the school up at lunchtime the first day I was there. And um, I had a dream run through tech school, racks, as you can imagine. Yeah. What sort of an influence was your father on you? Uh, we all love our kids, but you and your you and your dad had something special. I saw him a couple of times on tally at the Hall of Fame and also for one of your Brownlow medals. Uh, it was a real, real great bond between you two blokes. Yeah, no, it really is. The old man's my hero, really. And um, I felt like, you know, everything I do was for him and mum, you know, trying to do the best I could. And he always supported us. And he's a tough man. And, you know, he brought us up pretty hard and that, which was, which was all good because we, you know, he had to pull us in the line a fair bit. But he did and... He was a really good squash player. He 
uh, played for Victoria squash and played against Jeff Hunt and those sort of things. So yeah, and I played actually I one of my worst defeats ever. I played squash against the old man and um, he beat me in five once, which was a probably the worst Goodness loss me. I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to Geelong, which was the start of an unbelievable era for you at the highest level with three clubs, uh, the Bendigo League in those days was pretty strong. I can remember. Some of the Carlton all-time greats now coming from that Bendigo Football League. Yeah, the list from Bendigo to Carlton is amazing. Um, you know, Ashman, Sheldon, McConville, uh, Keogh, you know, he just goes on and on. It's, yeah. just, it's an amazing list. And, um, yeah, they, they did just so well out of their zone, which Bendigo was Carlton's zone. And, um, yeah, there's league. Oh, well, Tony Southcombe was my first coach who played a few games with Carlton, the guy who wore the glasses, yeah, Big Tony, and um, Ron Best was full forward, the same team that I started with. I think he kicked 4,786 <laughs> goals one year, didn't he? Like, he was just a goal-kicking machine. He was. Yeah, he kicked over 100 goals about 15 he, years in a row or something, yeah. I seem to think from memory, I don't have any notes here, but he might have been in Geelong's zone, was he? He actually, yeah, he actually went to Geelong and Collingwood as well, but yeah. he just didn't want to play... And, he um, well, let, hey, let, let's just talk about that because of the, the, the parents are listening, but more important, if the kids are listening with their parents, if you don't want to do something, you don't, you're never going to do it. It's like leading the horse to water. You say, drink, and like Mr. Ed said, no, I want some carrot juice. <laughs> no, it's true. I think the main thing about my career was the how difficult it was to get my first game, and you know, I didn't give up, and the old man and you know, he just said, keep going, and... I actually did a couple of pre-seasons with Tony Southcombe, actually. He was a really marathon runner type guy. Yeah. And uh, that really helped me. Because, like I said, I wasn't... I wasn't... I'm going to say I was so good as a junior, but I really... The old man sort of said I walked around doing what I liked and I really had to get fit, Rex. And it yes. um, took me two or three years to do that and I got super fit with Southcombe. And then, actually, as you know, I went to Geelong and Hafey, he was another level again. He just... Yeah gave it to me for a year. Well, you just didn't go to Geelong. You actually wrote a letter to Tommy. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Tommy was pretty good at writing letters himself because I've still got one here in my office overlooking the bay. Uh, it was the first of the second, 1969, telling me how difficult it is to play your second season of league football. It's about eight pages yeah. long. And he wrote them to everyone, Greg. Yeah, no, he's a great man, as you know, Rex. And, um, yeah, I wrote to him and I... Um, he was my last chance, really, to make it, and um, he rang me back and said, look, come down, I'll give you an opportunity. No promises, but come down and uh, do pre-season, which was, you know, obviously the start of my career. And I'll introduce you to the sand dunes, and I'll introduce you to heartburn and lung burn <laughs> that you've never, ever thought was possible in modern living. Exactly. You know, I, I, he coached me for a long time, Hafe, and, um, yeah, look, fitness, lifestyle, and team that was all Hafey was about and um, you know it was great to play under him. Uh, round one 1984 uh, I got an idea a bloke called Ablett played on the wing in that game too didn't he? Yeah that's right. Gary um, Ablett senior. Gary senior's first game for Geelong. And you as, a, you as a 20 year old uh, had 38 disposals. Yeah, I'm I, sure John Russo wasn't uh, umpiring that day because you got three votes. I did yeah I had a slow start Rex <laughs> just 38. Yeah yeah. <laughs> But I think you played on the old adage that while you've got the ball, Diesel, no one else has got it. Yeah, look, I had a you know, a gift. I just got the ball a lot, Rex. You know, it's a problem I had. And, um, you know, I just tried to do something with it. And obviously handball was a big part of my game as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now, 
Go ahead. Go on. No, I was just going to say uh, round 12, it all came crashing down with the first of uh, many debilitating knee injuries. Tell us about it. And uh, when you went down, did you know something was drastically wrong? Oh, I did. I it was at Footscray's home ground. Yeah. And, yeah, I just snapped my medial in round 12, yeah, and that was a devastation, yeah. Wow. Well. I, I um, had the rest of the year off and got it fixed and then um, got fit again and uh, came back in 85 fresh and ready to go. Greg Diesel Williams is a superstar of the game. And folks, this is with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers. We're not sort of saying that Diesel's getting near this stage, but we're just celebrating the life before we get him towards the chapel. Attending a funeral at any one of the Tobin Brothers 21 chapels is now just a phone call away. Those unable to be at a funeral in person for reasons of illness, cost or tyranny of distance. These and I don't even know what tyranny is there. James can still be there in voice by recording a telephone tribute the day before the service. Wouldn't that be nice? For more information, go to tobinbrothers.com.au or call 93737000. Greg Diesel-Williams, a superstar of the game. You won the uh, Geelong Best and Ferris in your second season then, and then after just two seasons, you moved to Sydney. Uh, tell us about the offer and how you uh, moved up to Harbourside. Oh, look, there was a bit of issue with the Cats. Uh, I won the Best and Ferris, as you said, and I you know, I thought I'd be paid handsomely. And um, the Swans come along and offered me some big money in those days, um, over 100000 and Gee, that was big dough back then. It was. And, yeah. You know, I'm... Football was my business, and you know I just decided that I'd go to Sydney if the Cats wouldn't pay half. And unfortunately, the Cats decided not to do that, so I went. And and Tommy went as well. Tommy got the flick at Geelong, and you joined him at Harbourside. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that was pretty exciting times up there. It was all new from Bendigo to Geelong to Sydney. It was a big move, but yeah. um, you know with Healy and Tui and Bolton went up there. Merv Nagel, that's sure, The late Merv Nagel went up there as yeah, well. that's right. Okay, uh, and let's go forward. 1989, uh, Reese Jones uh, knew, uh, uh, had an acquaintance uh, sort of uh, meeting uh, and you broke your shoulder blade and uh, did it pretty badly. Yeah, look, Reese and I had a bit of a run-in over the years. Um, it was This was a bit of a point in our careers, I suppose. Um, yeah, there was a big dust-up on the wing and... Um, I think it was wrestling Craig Bradley at that stage, and um, yeah, I got a blow to the shoulder from from uh, Reese. He kneed me in the back and broke my left shoulder. And yeah. the next ball up, he got the ball, and I actually um, retaliated. Even on the squash court, Dad used to say to you, "You always got to get square, son." <laughs> and I think uh, we all know the famous uh, Tony Gregg, the late Tony Gregg, and he said a grudge is somewhere you park your car, but you never, ever hold a grudge more than 50 years there, Diesel. <laughs> no, look, I I did retaliate a few times. I made some retaliations, Rex. I'm not, yeah. you know, I didn't try and... All I wanted to do was um, play, get a fair go at the ball and that sorts of things, and, you know, I just sort of tried to look after myself. <laughs> I think you did that. Greg Diesel-Williams joins us. Out of the break, Relays, please join us again. We continue the fascinating story of one of the all-time greats of the game who has just defied the odds uh, from Bendigo to the AFL Hall of Fame. Right around Australia for the Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Diesel-Williams, this is your football life. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. 
Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And Greg Diesel-Williams, a star with three clubs, Brownlow medalist with two clubs, best and fairest at every club, and uh, premiership player twice over. Just an absolute wonderful career. Um, at the end of the 1991 uh, uh, season, uh, Greg, uh, you wanted to return home to Victoria, and fortunately Carlton showed a little bit more interest than they did with that short kid a few years earlier. Yeah, they did. They were in... They were struggling with the Blues in the end of 91, and they decided to ask me to come back, which was great. The, the Swans were struggling then, Rex. Like, we yeah. had six years up there, and we had you know, two or three really good seasons, and unfortunately after that, we dropped away. And you know, we were, ended up on the bottom in 91. Yeah. And, and the AFL, the whole... Yeah, there just wasn't the support that you know I was hoping for from them and from the club, and I decided to, to go back to Melbourne. Yeah, and you went up to Sydney for what you thought was an amazing amount of money, and uh, Carlton just said, well, we can triple that, bang. Yeah, no, they did, and yeah, it was big money. But I always did want to play for Carlton deep yeah. down, and um, it was great to get back there and to finish my career off there. Now, in the midst of uh, Sydney trying to keep you up there, which was uh, going to be a tough uh, ask in any form or imagination, uh, the, the, the Swans reckoned that you'd breached your contract by trying to negotiate with another club while you were still, you know, registered to uh, Sydney, and you were deregistered for six weeks. How did that come about? Yeah, that was a bit disappointing. That was more an AFL thing. They were pretty pissed off that I left as well. Yeah. And um, they, they showed it by doing that. Um, you know, a lot of players had... A couple of contracts in those days, and they just made a bit of a thing of mine. They didn't want me to go, and I unfortunately did. And yeah, I got whacked with six weeks, which was disappointing. Yeah, 1993, we saw that controversial game against Melbourne where you were clearly not best on the ground. You were double best on the ground with 44 touches. You had the ball 44 t- times more than a lot of blokes, and you kicked a goal and failed to pile a vote. And that would have put you into the record books as I think the fifth or sixth bloke to have won the Brownlow three times. With the premierships, I know, uh, you know, a premiership player myself, it's just everything because you got that bond for life. But Ian Stewart has explained to me that the multiple Brownlow club is a very, very exclusive club as well. It is. No, it definitely is. And, um, you know, I'm wrapped to have a couple of Brownlows, Rex. I, um, you know, I never thought I'd get to that level. Um, it was just, yeah, it was great to win in 86. And I was about 32 years old. I got 30 votes in... Um, 94. So, yeah. but I did that day. I actually, 93, Wanganeen was a champion as well, and he deserved to win it. You now, but I was one vote behind, and um, I only needed one vote. Yeah. Not, you know, I didn't need two or three. I just needed one, and I couldn't get one vote with 44. So there was something definitely wrong there. Yeah. Fortunately, we've moved on from racial vilification, and uh, you know, ignorant blokes like you and I uh, have learnt that uh, you know you can actually hurt some people. But you had your own uh, issues with Chris Lewis who was a pretty big chatterbox as well. But haven't we come a long way since that day and also the days of Monk Horst and Michael Long? We now have, you know, I think uh, a third, probably not a third, but 25% of the list in AFL are Indigenous people. Yeah, no, it's true. And a lot of people think I'm part Aboriginal as well, which, you know, I, I, I'm not. But yeah. my nickname was Boonga as a kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, look, I haven't got an issue at all with... Aboriginals or anyone really. Yeah. But Chris and I had a bit of a, 
uh, tussle. It doesn't really matter what whether he's Aboriginal or not, but yeah. um, we had a bit of a, you know, we just didn't get on, which is yeah. the way it is. And yeah, no, but we have all grown up a lot, Rex, and you know, it's great that the, you know, the Aboriginals are the same many of them playing, and they're you know they're the best players in the league to watch, as you yeah. know, and um, yeah, they've come a long way, and they've they've been great for the game. Who do you most respect over your playing career that you could see at an airport or at a coffee shop and sit down and have a cup of tea and uh, reminisce? Oh, look, I think you, the players you play with, Rex, I think, you know, whether, you know, I'm meeting Barry Mitchell for lunch today, whether Wonderful. it's, yeah. you know, Jared Healy and you go to Sydney. I'm lucky I was in, I got a business in Geelong at Bowen Heads, we yeah. got a resort down there. And, the, you know, I played golf with Tim Darcy and Peter Johnston and Terry Bright. You know, probably yeah. a month ago. So I'm lucky I've got three clubs. You know, people seem to think if you don't play for one, you, there's something wrong with you. But um, I'm proud of playing for the three. I've got great mates and and all all the clubs there, and um, it's great to catch up with them. Do you think that your journey through the highest level of this great game of ours would have been less if you had not won premierships with these guys you're talking about and having lunch with? Yeah, I the premiership makes a huge difference like I'm lucky as I said I played with Geelong and um, the Swans and and then I went back to Carlton and you know to win in 95 was it just capped off my career so so much it just um, finished it off and to play that day and to win like like you've experienced it's just the the best day of your life and um, you know I'm just wrapped to be able to say that I'm a premiership player at Carlton and like you say we have a golf trip every year for the 95 team goes away and plays golf every year. Yeah. And, you know, it's just great. So it's the first thing we put in our diary is the Carlton Golf Trip. You know, it's just um, one of the highlights of the year. Greg, the Diesel Williams joins us. Where did the diesel bit come from? I, there was a Geelong thing. Uh, Mick Turner was captain down there and um, oh, we had like a promotional tape. He had like, it was a gridiron player named John Riggins, his name was. He was a running back for the Redskins. And, um, his nickname was Diesel, and for some reason it stuck, and I was stuck with Diesel, yeah. Well, that was fair enough. It uh, did you pretty proud. Uh, the 1995 Premiership was just a wonderful day. It was your 32nd birthday. You won the Norm Smith medal, and uh, one of the highlights for you was when you kicked this goal in the 1995 Grand Final. Defence charges into attack. The pass goes down towards Paul Ward. Gee, I uh, loved broadcasting uh, Carlton in those particular days. Um, you know, they were just a star-studded side, but Kernahan, when they made him captain at 21, I think he equaled the youngest with uh, David Dench and probably Wayne Carey. But, gee, he uh, he must have been just an inspiration to play on uh, play under Sticks Kernahan. Yeah, you're right, Rex. He's, he's one of my great mates still, and um, he's the longest-serving captain in the history of the AFL, and he's a legend at Carlton, as you know, and uh, he's a superstar player. He, um, there's not many better players than Kernahan either, Rex. Like, yeah. You know, you talk about Carey and Brereton and, and all these centre-half forwards, even Buddy Franklin, those sorts of things. When when Sticks was younger and, um, you know, he kicked 10 goals in a state game, he was a superstar centre-half forward. He really yeah. was. He kicked nearly 800 goals, and he played most of his career at centre-half forward. Yeah, he was a huge... Mark, like no one else, you know, he just had a great pair of hands. And they said 
at the end of his career, his kicking went a bit haywire, but Jesus, when he was young, he was a superstar. Absolute superstar, you know what I mean? Have a look at Bradley. When he came across, he'd played 150 games across in Crowville and, uh, you know, played 200 or 300 here. And, yep. you know, blokes like Cable and uh, Farmer and all these blokes that play in so many states, you just got to shake your head at some of these blokes. Yeah, that's true. No, Bradley played 375 games. Yeah. Carlton plus 100-odd year with Port Adelaide. Just amazing. amazing. Yeah. Greg Diesel-Williams is our special guest on This Is Your Football Life. Brought to you with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers and thanks to James for his great support so that we can speak to magnificent people like Greg Williams and inspire young people around the world that just because you're bottom of the class doesn't mean you can't buy the school. And on behalf of Tobin Brothers, attending a funeral at any one of their 21 chapels is now just a phone call away. And those at the uh, service, for reasons of illness, cost or tyranny of distance, can still be there in voice by recording a telephone tribute the day before the service. For more information, go to tobinbrothers.com.au or call 93737000. Disappointed, uh, I bet, the way that your career ended, uh, you know, with, with the umpire, and I reckon... The umpire uh, should have uh, gone to the acting academy, but that was the end of it, uh, umpire John Coates, when you attempted to get it, uh, Sean Denham, and it was a disappointing way for you to go out. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, I Really, Coates didn't report me or anything. He was actually, he was okay about it, Rex, really. It yeah. was just more the AFL decided to, um, Ian Collins, really, he, um, what do they call it, he, he sent me to the tribunal from the yes. AFL, which was a bit disappointing, and the guy... Busy was away on holidays, and some other guy was the chairman that day, and I think he made a mistake. He, yeah. You know, I might have deserved a couple of weeks or three weeks or so, but, geez, nine was a bit harsh. Tell us about life after football for Greg Williams. Well, I had a printing business for 15 years and sold that about four or five years ago, Rex, and yes. I've been more property subdivisions and development, and I've got a resort wedding centre and conference centre in Bowen Heads at 13th Beach. So, Isn't this just wonderful? Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, everything's good, thanks. For, for, for the young people listening around uh, who want some inspiration that, you know, get off your backside and stop feeling sorry for yourself, w was your, your time at the highest level responsible for the real, you know, go that you have in you, uh, Greg? For, yeah, for some reason I think footy was, yeah, my passion, Rex. I think that's the key and you can tell, you know, how much you love radio, the way yeah. you sound all the time. And, well, I do. You know, you get up, you love it, you're passionate about it and I think that's the key to... To young kids as well, they've got to try and find their, their passion and what they're best at and um, go 100 miles an hour and try and do it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been able to, through Mitch Cleary, my young uh, researcher, to see whether you and Mary have found the love and peace of grandchildren yet. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, Tell Joe, us about I, them. Tell yeah, us about them. Yeah, my oldest son's 27. and Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had a young girl, Miller, who she's a year and a half now. Old. Wow. And um, actually had dinner with him last night and Miller sleeped over the other couple of nights ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah, look, that's, as you know, Rex, it's, a, it's better than grand finals, isn't it? It is. Grandkids. You know what I mean? And, and, and it just it means everything to you, to your wife, too. I know with Lynn, with our two girls, Mia and Poppy, you know what I mean? But yep. it just it just makes life worthwhile, you know, because let, let's not gloss over. Life's not easy. Malcolm Fraser said that. And I think he had his pants down around his ankles at the time. He, he said it. But goodness <laughs> gracious me, Diesel. It, it, if it was easy, everyone would be in the Hall of Fame. No, that's it. It's bloody tough, Rex, yeah. everything. Whether it's, um, you know, you're doing year 12 or you're trying to get a job or, you know, trying to find the right girl, that's even hard, Rex. And it's, yeah. You know, it's a huge 
huge thing and I I just hit the jackpot with Mary and um, you know they're all the big decisions you make and I went out and chased her and got her isn't um, that sensational I'm wrapped, yeah you got your girl <laughs> isn't that just fantastic and that's what it should be about look I've just thoroughly enjoyed it the time has just gone whack but I just hope people around the nations can just feel the enthusiasm of myself to interview a guy that was such an important part of my life for 15 years on the radio on 3AW because with blokes like Williams and Kernahan and Kudafidis, all these blokes at Carlton and Park and coaching, it was just fantastic. We appreciate your time, uh, Pop. Or what are you, Pop or Granddad? Pop, yeah. You know, I'm a Pop too, so I'm a <laughs> Pop. So thanks a lot, Greg, and... Uh, and, and, and health and happiness to Mary and you and your whole family. And thanks for being our guest today on This Is Your Football Life. No, thanks, Rex. Thanks very much. Greg Diesel Williams, a champion of the game, a champion of the world. And this has been This Is Your Football Life on behalf of Tobin Brothers. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives.